0: Our planet is in crisis. The climate is collapsing. A great extinction is taking place now. Our species has created this crisis, actively poisoning our own habitat for trivial short term gain. Leaders and systems everywhere have constantly failed to do anything about the crisis. We are now at Code Red survival of our species, the future of our children, and those who share the planet with us is at stake. Can you spare five minutes to save the Earth? Hello, I'm Ray Katz, and this episode of the podcast is called The People's Climate Committee. I often write fiction to illustrate success over the greatest crime against humanity ever committed, the fatal desecration of our planet by wealthy fossil fuel profiteers aided by corrupt government officials worldwide. This is one such story. However, it is also a tactic that our climate movement, the Saners, could use in the real world. Ordinary people like ourselves, the sane and caring people of Earth, people without any formal authority, could hold public hearings to focus a harsh and unwanted gaze at what's most important right now, exposing and disempowering climate criminals who have the power and authority to direct policy. For now, let's just enjoy the fiction. Changing the world always begins with an idea and a vision. We were people who, in the end, couldn't live in a world of lies. Sitting quietly within a civilization of lies, of hatred, and watching from the shore at the waves sweeping across that sea of stupidity, well, that was painful to watch, especially because our species has a gift it was squandering. Our lives were being wasted. This was simply not acceptable. For as long as we could remember, it was like this. Wars with the death of innocents by thousands or millions for no discernible reason except patriotism. We demanded that our fool be a bigger, more successful fool. But not only a fool, also a ghoul with blood on his hands. We would go along quietly, or maybe, sometimes, weakly voice some concerns. More often than we'd like to remember, we'd help the idiot. Sometimes, we ourselves would fight and kill and become, of all things, heroes. And we'd spend our lives working, nearly always at something useless. Often, at something evil. We'd have ideological arguments over which system was a better one to waste your life serving. Some liked dictators, others preferred profiteers. The most universally hated people on the planet were us. We opposed all wars and all killing, and we didn't like working for any masters. We were denounced as traitors and anarchists, and we felt alone. Things got worse. The dictators and profiteers got together and decided that they would be better off burning more and more fossil fuels and thusly expanding their wealth and power. They believed this was brilliant, even necessary. After all, leaders and businessmen had been accumulating wealth and power using fossil fuels for centuries. But because scientists had learned that this activity was quickly rendering the entire planet Hostile to life and ultimately uninhabitable for humans, a few souls had objected. And even a few people with power and authority had spoken out, insisting we should stop. Most of us, sadly, said nothing. In fact, although we'd feel some anxiety at the increasing storms, droughts, floods, mudslides, wildfires, and shortages, only a small number of us, Loudly and publicly objected. And those people, of course, were denounced. We joined the authorities in denouncing those scoundrels. But instead of angrily accusing them of being wrong, we all knew that they were right, we accused them of being ineffective. We accused them of being annoying and disruptive. We accused them of fighting the insanity in a way that hurts their cause as if keeping the planet habitable was no concern of ours, and we ourselves did nothing to impede the doom that was already unfolding visibly in front of us. Toxic wildfire smoke, a sickly orange haze, one day hung quietly over Wall Street, silently indicting the people who financed and was largely responsible for the death and ecocide that was coming. Millions of helpless, desperate people, displaced by war, showed up at the borders of many countries and entered places where they were not wanted. These were human beings, not money, and so they were not valued. Because in the six societies of the world, nearly all of them, people are not valued, except insofar as they are useful to the authorities. Surely, If something were wrong, more people would speak out. The way things are must be the only way. Otherwise, how could an entire planet full of people, now nearly 8 billion people, simply go along with death and brutality and enslavement and even the complete annihilation of nature herself? We went along because that's part of our nature. We cooperate. We work together. This is an instinct that was evolutionarily useful, that allowed these weak, naked apes, our ancestors, to survive. But this is not the entirety of our nature. In fact, it's a good and valuable quality that has been hijacked by evil. In their heart of hearts, many people more than a billion and very likely more than four billion, know and understand that the world could be better, that people were fully capable of being better. They knew this because each of them cared about other human beings, about their families, loved ones, friends. Some cared about strangers and foreigners and even people who had, at one time or another, done bad things. The secret that was kept from the world and that we hid from each other is that we love life, we love nature, we love our children, we love the variety of people and species and things in the world. The secret is that the force behind humanity, the essence of our nature, the thing that explains our existence is in fact love. That is the core of our humanity, and the suppression of this fact is behind our collective anxiety and our secret horror about what our leaders are doing and what we let them do. But our instinct for cooperation has been abused by authorities who reward evil and punish our essential goodness. We are told that people are by their nature evil and greedy and selfish and cruel. We are told that we have no choice. This is what human beings are. And this lie has created a compliant worldwide surrender to people who assert their power and authority as the natural leaders of humanity. Those people then went on to their ultimate act, destruction of civilization, of humanity, of this biosphere, all in the name of their sacred hierarchy, their their manly dictatorships and their greedy plutocracies. And that's when their plan began to fall apart. The latest United Nations climate meeting had just ended, in failure, as usual, although they made what they claimed were major announcements, an agreement to triple the availability of clean energy and other such nonsense that they would not do and would never be enough anyway. Instead of being met with praise and hope and applause, or even just a yawn, these ridiculous announcements were met with open derision and revulsion by ordinary people around the world." The sentiment was, are you friggin' kidding us? The climate is collapsing right now before our very eyes, faster than anyone predicted, and you to try try to pass off the same warmed-over crap that you've been peddling for decades? and the people decided to have their own climate committee and take control of addressing the crisis. They would begin to do the things that responsible leaders, had there been any, would have done at least 35 years ago. Here's what they did. One, they declared a worldwide emergency and announced that real emergency measures would be taken shortly. Two, They called together a committee of the world's leading climate scientists to ask for a summary of the current situation and a list of recommendations, particularly what can and should be done right now. Three, the preliminary report came out within weeks, and the scientists were told to put together an emergency climate plan. Four, the climate plan, with immediate steps listed in detail up front, was published, and those steps were carried out, often over the objections of governments and international corporations. People defied governments and corporations to ensure that the plan was fully executed. Five, the latter parts of the plan were carried out in rapid succession, each part refined up until execution began. The plan continued for decades. Sadly, it wasn't in time to prevent serious and permanent damage to our planet, but the plan did everything possible to stop the slide to climate extinction. 6. The climate was finally stabilized at a painful but survivable state. The rebuilding of civilization this time built around sustainability and caring for nature and valuing human life and other species, not profit or power or ego or greed, well that began and continues to this day. It's really a good thing that people finally began to speak out firmly, fiercely, and continually. That initial small step inspired others and grew into an unstoppable force for good. Life today is far from perfect, but we avoided the worst and things are getting better, albeit slowly. And we've proven that these naked apes, these people aren't so evil or stupid after all thanks for listening I'm Ray Katz we have 8 billion people on the planet too many people at least 1 billion of us are aware of the crisis we face and desperately want to help but we feel alone anxious and powerless but we are not alone find the others tell them we can do this we can work together. We can change things. In fact, only we can do this. Talk with the others. Tell them about this podcast. Let's get together. Let's find our way. Let's take five minutes to save the earth.